Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. We go down to the Raggage Brother RV phone line. It's time for 12 with the 12. 12 minutes with Mike Dugar for the Seattle Seahawks. He covers the Seahawks for The Athletic, at Mike Dugar on Twitter. Also the Seahawks Man-to-Man podcast. You can listen to him there. Mike, how you doing, man? Good to have you back again. Appreciate it. I am good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited for a home game. You know, traveling is fun. Uh, waking up early for a flight is not. Yeah. So glad to be home. <laughs> yeah, you've been bombing all over the place. Uh, and we're we're going to talk mostly about this Bucks game on Sunday. Kind of an interesting matchup. But I wanted to just touch quickly on the uh, on the Falcons game because it was really odd to me. I, I thought if Seattle was going to get into any kind of trouble at all, it was just going to be because they do what they do and they travel to the East Coast sometimes and that's not get off the plane. Well, they crushed the Falcons. I didn't know. I, I thought they might be a, a head coach firing at halftime, you know, with Atlanta, the way that thing was going. They're up 24 nothing. But then the Falcons worked their way all the way back into it. Was that surprising to you that it turned out to be a 27-20 game, given the way that thing started? Yeah, because it's, it really felt like they took their foot off the gas. Yeah. Maybe not, like, in terms of play calling. You know, I think the play calling was 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 fine on both sides of the ball, to be honest. The execution was really poor, especially on offense. Like, they pulled Dwayne Brown, and du- I don't think Dwayne was, like, hurt or anything. I think they just pulled him because they were like, oh, we're up three touchdowns. You know, we can, you know, throw George in here and we should be fine. And the offense got zero first downs in the third quarter. You know, it's like, oh, okay, cool, let's put Dwayne back in. Put Dwayne back in, oh, they scored points. See how funny that works? You know, it's like, <laughs> right. you can't, you can't. It, it, and it's weird for the Seahawks to do something like that because that runs counter to like everything they say about every game is a championship opportunity. You treat every opponent, you know, the same. You know, don't worry about the record. You know, because any team can beat you on any given Sunday, and all that is true. And so, you know, to have that kind of be their belief, and then you know, pull your most important offensive lineman when you're already missing your second most important offensive lineman just because you're up a lot of points 
you know, was seemed to, to be very a strange call. And when Pete Carroll said, you know, I got to be better uh, after the game, I kind of like thought, oh, okay, so maybe that that move moves like that, having that mentality, you know, because that's reflective of the coach. I think that's what he was referring to, and that was really, really stupid. Let's talk about just briefly too. Justin Britt, obviously a terrible loss. The center for the team out for the season with an ACL. Not just an offensive lineman, obviously the guy, the center, the quarterback of the offensive line, and all that. What? What? How much does this compromise that hawk offensive line? Do you think? Um, I don't. I don't think so. I, I don't think the center position. I don't think there was much of a gap. I think the big gap on this team, from like the starting offensive line to the backup guy, is most significant at left tackle. And I really don't think the, the drop offs uh, are that significant at the other spots. I'm not mm. saying the you know. The starters aren't good players. It's just to say that, like, the backups are good enough to get it done. Yeah, there'll be mistakes. Like, there's a reason Joey didn't get an extension like Justin got. Uh, but I don't. You've, we've seen it over the years. You know, last year they swapped in Jordan Simmons for DJ Fluker. Jordan Simmons had literally never played in the NFL game. It was just fine against the Rams, right? <laughs> uh, you right. know, uh, this year, Jamarco Jones had literally never played guard. Uh, it, like, I don't think in his life. Boom. He looks just fine. Again, I guess the Rams. Maybe it's just the Rams. Uh, now that I think about it. Uh, but, you know, even Jamarco played left guard against uh, the Falcons a little bit. Joey has played uh, center. I think he played against the Cowboys last year in the regular season. And the Seahawks rushed for 100 yards, you know, and they would look just fine. So I think the drop off isn't that significant. And what's good about uh, that fact is they don't have to change much. You don't have to simplify anything because Joey doesn't know the calls. He doesn't know how to, you know, slide protections and recognize defenses and communicate things to everyone. He has all that. Uh, so because he does, everything can stay the same. And when you're a play caller and you're uh, trying to formulate the plan, for, you want to have everything as simple and as, like, consistent as possible for the guys around him. Like, we don't want to change as much stuff because Joey doesn't know stuff. Uh, because they don't have to do that, I think they should be fine. Last question on last week before we get into this week. We ask you so much stuff about the Seahawks, and rightfully so. It's a segment about the Seahawks. But, Reasonable, yes. But there's there's this, I think that with HDTV and, and the fact that we can all watch these games in such accessible ways now, I think it's become a little bit underrated watching truly transcendent talents live and in person. And I want to ask you about Julio Jones. What's it like watching that guy live? Yeah, I tell some of my friends because, you know, they always like, oh, you know, it's cool. Mike goes to all the games. I tell them, like, man, the coolest part really is seeing some of these dudes live, you know, like whether it's uh, on the road or at home. I would say Julio was just unstoppable, man. You Also, you want to talk about the drop-off. There's a drop-off at corner uh, on the Seahawks. And that's to no fault of the guys, you know, talent is talent. But, like, there's a reason Trey Flowers was starting, right? Right, right away as a rookie, good, really good. Um and Akeem King just can't cover Julio Jones. And that's not a bad thing, you know. A lot of guys in the league can't cover Julio Jones. Julio Jones got Patrick Peterson for like a buck eighty nine. You know, Patrick Peterson is one of the greatest corners I've seen live. So, you know, I, I don't want Akeem to feel like that's a slight. It's like, nah, man, he was he was getting toasted uh, against Julio. I'd say Julio's probably like the top top five like dude I've seen live. Number one is Christian McCaffrey last year. That was unreal. That dude, that was unfair. Uh, Deshaun Watson, 2017, uh, threw for 400 yards. D-Hop, that same game, like, he had, like, 200 yards against the Legion of Boom. That was pretty quick. Patrick Mahomes last year, uh, maybe Vaughn Miller last year. So, yeah, maybe Julio was, like, six. Watching Julio go for, like, a buck fifty and make those, yeah, like, a 25-yarder on Shaq 
and it's hard to catch passes on Shaq that you know are big plays. And and Julio just made it look easy. Like the dude catches everything. He's he's unreal. Mike Dugard joining us. He uh, does it every Friday with us, 12 for the 12s. He covers the Seattle Seahawks for The Athletic. The Seahawks this weekend are hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs just 2-5 and five on the season. The last week coming off a, a close loss to the Titans, 27-23. Mike Evans went off in that football game uh, last week. And it's sort of a, a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde with Jameis Winston. But the Seahawks... Always tough at home. They're obviously, you know, the better team, the favored team, four and a half points on this one. What What is standing out to you, storylines, et cetera, in this game coming up on Saturday, uh, excuse me, on Sunday afternoon, Mike? I don't I don't think it has much to do with the players, although it's important. You know, if you don't stop Mike Evans, you'll probably lose. Um, yeah. Although the Titans uh, figured out a way. But, uh, you know, the thing that stands out to me is their coach. You know, Bruce Arians has been very, very vocal about the fact that he doesn't have issue winning here. You know, he's won here. I'd have to go look. He's probably been the underdog most of the games he's won here because yeah. those Cardinals teams are only, only only good, I think, what, 2015? Uh, I think when they came in here with Car- Carson Palmer just, you know, lit the, lit the league on fire. Other than that, he's come in here with, like, some scrubs and got it done. You know, not to say that the Bucks are full of scrubs, but their, their record is very scrub-like. So... You know, I'd be concerned just just that something wacky happens. You know, there's games against the Bucks. I know Bruce Arians wasn't coaching those teams, but it's just weird, man. Remember in 2013, the Seahawks were down like 21 nothing to a team quarterbacked by Mike Glennon. It was just so weird. <laughs> you know, like that has no business. They ended up winning, I think, in overtime by like three. Uh, and then in 2016, they went down there. Uh, I forget who was coaching that team. Maybe it was Lovey Smith. They lost 14 to five, five. Five points. Who stunk that year too? It was right. just very, but two very weird games against the Buccaneers. I know again, it wasn't a Bills weren't Bruce Arians teams, but when you combine that, those weird games with the fact that they, I think Bruce is like four and one here or something like that when he was coaching the Cardinals, which is insane. Like I say, he had one good team I think when he came in here. So I'm, I'd be concerned because it's not like just like the Falcons, the Bucks don't lack for talent. If you're not up on Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, they will wreck you, man. These dudes are both going to have 100 catches uh, this year. The Seahawks might not have one guy with 100 catches uh, this year. So, like, that that part is really interesting to me. Beyond the run defense that the Bucks have and the terrible secondary they have and the non-existent run game and the fact that two dudes ran into each other last week, uh, they have a coach who, who can come in here and win. He, you know, he talks a lot of crap in his Kango hat. But he backs it up, too. What's your opinion of Jameis Winston? Uh, you know, I don't think he's very good. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, the mark of a good quarterback for me, A, is consistency. That's one. That's yeah. why Russell is, like, really so great. You know, beyond, like, having good numbers, he's consistent. You know what you're going to get from Russell on Sunday and then the next Sunday and then the next Sunday. Jameis, you have no way of telling. Yeah. He may very well throw for 500 yards tomorrow or Sunday. I'm not joking. He could throw for 500 yards. And then the next week, or they're on a bye next week. So after that. He could easily throw for a buck twenty, turn it over four times. It's just like Jameis, dude, come on, get it together. Like that is a bad court. Kirk Cousins, same way. You know, he he could lay a stinker. I think he's better than Jameis by a significant margin. But that's the problem with with Jameis and the fact that he leads the league in turnovers. I think since twenty fifteen, which is just inexcusable uh, because he has so much talent. And it's not like he hasn't had people to throw to. Like him and Mariota, like Mariota has been throwing to just, you know, me and you for like five years. 
But Jameis has had O.J. Howard. He's had Cameron Bray. He's had Adam Humphreys, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, Vincent Jackson. Those are really good, like, guys to, to throw the ball to. And Jameis is like, nah, man, I just like throwing the ball to the other team. <laughs> and he does it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know Don't know why. Uh, it's, it's, it's weird, man. But, when yeah, when you're inconsistent and you have a turnover problem, there's very few things you can do to convince me you're a good quarterback. So, yeah, I don't think Jameis is very good. What does Seattle need to do to – to win this football game, though they they got a, a you, you know a, with with Bruce Arians like you talked about. I mean, we I I think Bruce Arians is about as good as it gets as a head coach. I, I think he's great, but again, I mean, I think Seattle's just a better team overall. But it, the gap isn't as big as the record would suggest. So I'm wondering what you think Seattle needs to do to get it done on Sunday. I think the gap is pretty significant, yeah, and part of it is because of the quarterback play in the secondary. Tampa Bay secondary is full of dudes who just have no idea what they're doing. They're probably going to run into each other this week uh, after some dudes on offense ran into each other last week. Uh, and, yeah, the quarterback play is just, just awful. I, you know, I think the turnover Jameis Winston and you win. Even if, you know, Mike Evans goes off, Chris Godwin goes off, if you get Jameis to throw you the ball a few times, trip sacks or whatever, it really won't even matter. You know, win this game, like, 13 to 3. It could be some ugly thing like that, right. you know, because let's say they're not, they're not able to run the ball against Vita and, and Dominic and Sue and that front line, and Russ gets killed a couple of times by Shaq Barrett, which is all very, very possible. Uh, let's say all that happens. Even if Davis is going to throw the ball to you, and he just has like an itch. He just has like, he can't go too long without turnovers. He just relapses and he just gives it away. It's super frustrating, I'm sure, for Tampa fans. So turn him over and you win the game, I'm sure. Two o'clock kickoff, Mountain Standard Time for this football game Saturday afternoon. Pre-game starting at noon. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN Radio. Mike Dugar, 12 for the 12s, at Mike Dugar on Twitter. And also listen to him on his Seahawks Man-to-Man podcast, covers the Seahawks for the Athletic. Mike, appreciate the time as well. As always, enjoy the ball game. Oh, I will. I'm going to enjoy it from like uh, the press box of CenturyLink. I have missed that place, and I'm glad to be back. So, yeah, uh, you know, having you having a Starbucks installed in the press box is pretty great. You know what I mean? Get a triple latte going, sit down there, enjoy some football. Yeah, only if the, the coffee lady doesn't. I, I tell her not too hot, like a warm coffee, and then one time she gave me a hot one, burnt my tongue. Now, Couldn't look, look at you. Time, you coffee snob. <laughs> you move over to Seattle, you know, out of the pollution. Now, all of a sudden, you're getting, you know, you're telling them the temperature. You want the milk to be in everything. My goodness, Mike. I, I know. That's, oh, my oh, my homies would be ashamed. One of my best friends, she works as a supervisor at Starbucks. She was like, order the vanilla, not, vanilla latte. Tell them not too hot. I was like, cool. One sip. Whole <laughs> <laughs> first half was just numbness. It was awful. Well, I, I I wish you the best. I I believe you'll be able to get the temperature right on Sunday, and uh, and it'll be a fun game any, anyway. Mike Dugar, boys and girls, thanks, Mike. Thanks. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure. 
and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. There you go. Every week we do it here with Mike Dugar, 12 for the 12s. This is a, you know, after a less than convincing performance, a great first half in Atlanta, and then it kind of didn't go that way. And he said, you know, he thought some coaching errors, why are you pulling out, you know, some of your best offensive linemen, obviously the injury to Britt. But you got to win this game against the Bucks, regardless of who's coaching it, regardless of anything else. You're a better team than they are at home get to 7-2, and two, especially with the now 8-0 and San Francisco 49ers, who, by the way, Seattle plays in a week. So it is a huge, huge game. Update, though, breaking news, Coulter. The Seahawks, plus one in the wide receiving core. They have picked up Josh Gordon off of waivers. Now, Josh Gordon went to the IR at least for New England. I don't I certainly don't anticipate him playing on Sunday or even in the next, you know, couple of weeks, but as uh the uh, Seahawks put out a unique talent. No doubt uh he is certainly that. He's nothing like what he was 4 or 5 years ago, uh but they are also, I mean, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, all well and good. They have a couple other guys that they kind of mix in there, but they especially with the loss of Will Disley are they got they had some nice running backs, specifically Carson, a great elite elite quarterback, which is the most important thing. But they could use help at wide receiver for sure. I am I don't know if I'm skeptical. I'm I I don't know whether Josh Gordon will be that guy. But why not? I mean, this is a guy what who. Do you mean why not? Why? What do you mean why not? Why he hasn't been good for like seven years? Oh, stop. When has he consistently contributed to a team since the very first time he got suspended? Every time that he's played, he just hasn't played except for this past year. And he's very been very marginally productive for New England, but again, that's sort of the New England way. I think this is a great get in terms of risk reward. If he does if he doesn't work out, what is your risk in getting him? I mean, you're probably going to get him for a league veteran minimum. Maybe slightly over. I don't know what the cost is on him. So you bring him in, you run him around, you see if he can play, you see if he is, you know, a transformed person, which he needs to be, and if he can help your team. And if he can't, okay, no big loss. But you give it a try, that at the very least is the minimum you should be doing as a GM in the NFL. 2013, he had 1,646 receiving yards. He has 1,642 receiving yards since then. Was your Burn Street Bistro Burn of the Week? Burn Street loves statistics. He's got five touchdowns in the last six years. And he's played how many games in the last six years? 29. Mm. It's a great get. Everybody's enamored by what Josh Gordon looks like. Josh Gordon has been actually good in the NFL for like a total of 20 games. He's been otherwise disappointing and unaccountable. Whether he's- I understand his mental problems. The pro- the thing he the, the article he did with Sports Illustrated last year and then the way the the writer wrote it it was incredible. The whole thing was about how crazy Josh Gordon is, but also the whole thing was just about how Josh Gordon doesn't want anybody to know he's crazy, but everybody knows he's crazy. 
And it, like the, they, he painted the scene of Josh Gordon being like, "Are you going to write that? Are you going to write that?" And the writer the whole time was like, "Yeah, I'm writing everything about you because the story is about you and why you are who you are. I mean, you are a superhero and you cannot stay on the field." And I don't know, man. I mean, you're right. The risk reward is big, but the risk reward is the reward could be big, just as it has been, could have been big for six years. And he's only, I mean, I guess two years ago with New England caught 40 passes for 720 yards and three touchdowns. If Seattle got that out of him. It's great. Be it would be great. Great addition. Okay. If the worst you can do is tie, you make the bet every time, and that's the situation that I think Seattle. It's true, is. man. But like the West Coast is just a lot different than anywhere else he's been too. Like there's this I don't know, man. There's new and different sorts of temptations, and I mean I don't know, man. Josh Gordon's gone down the wrong path a lot of times. We will see. Picks against the spread next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Sports Center. The first Class AA football playoff games featuring each and every team of uh, Montana's largest classification get underway tonight with seven games. This will be the first year in which every team in Class AA makes the playoffs. Bose, uh, Butte, who went 9-0 during the regular season, is the number one seed. Because there's 15 teams, an odd number, Butte earns a bye next year. But Gallatin, Val- uh, Gallatin High is added to the class. There will be 16 teams, and nobody will have a bye in the first round. Central in the number two seed out of the West and hosts Billings Skyview at Missoula County Public Stadium tonight. Big Sky was the only team to beat Eastern AA number one seed Bozeman this season, and they head back over the Continental Divide to play a rematch against the Hawks Friday night in Bozeman. Hellgate in the playoffs for the first time since 1994. The Knights play at Billings Senior tomorrow afternoon. And the bottom part of the bracket features a rematch of last season's state title game as reigning champion Billings West hosts Kalispell Flathead. The Class A playoffs also begin tonight. Miles City is the top seed from the East and the only undefeated team in Class A. Dillon and Hamilton are also getting buys. Frenchtown, they host Whitefish tomorrow in their first round game. And finally, Class B has 16 teams from all across the state, including undisputed number one Fairfield, the defending state champs. Loyola travels to Huntley Project tomorrow afternoon and Baker. Nearly 700 miles across the state to Eureka. You ready to do some NFL picks against the spread? Why not? Love doing this every Friday afternoon. We also will talk Grizzlies Portland State, which we haven't gotten to yet. We'll get into that at the end of the show. Just set for that game. We will also give you the word of the day today to win a keg and kegerator from 
Grapeburn Brewing and Fred's Appliance, respectively. It is to tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can follow us on the social medias, people, at Gus Tutel, at 1029 ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT, on Instagram, at 1029 ESPN. How about that? Got the new Instagram up and running. Go follow us there and check all that stuff out. It's time for our picks against the spread. It's brought to us by our friends down at Katie O'Keefe. At the end of this segment, we're going to give you a bar tab to Katie O'Keefe. Actually, Katie O'Keefe is going to give you a bar tab to Katie O'Keefe, but they're going to use us as the delivery people while we do our picks against the spread. So uh, stick around for the end. You can win that thing. Golter, let's start. We got five games against the spread. Indianapolis at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kind of an interesting game this game was supposed to have been a high-profile game between Andrew Luck and Ben Roethlisberger. It will now be a middle-profile game between Jacoby Brissett and somebody named Mason Rudolph. Middle-profile. Yeah, middle-profile. Nobody knows who those guys are. Jacoby Brissett. Oh, they know. Yeah. Beef brisket? Nobody knows who that is. Oh, yeah. Jacoby Brissett, dude. He was a third-string quarterback in New England. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows who he is. Uh, and also, uh, so Pittsburgh at uh, home is a one-point favorite. Coulter, I'm stunned. I'm stunned at this. How could Pittsburgh, who could barely get past Miami on Monday night and still got nobody to throw the ball to anybody and a questionable tag on James Conner, be a one-point favorite over a team that has been okay? They got a good offensive line. They got a fairly productive running situation. They're better on defense than you think. And uh, Jacoby Brissett, by the way, is better quarterback than you think. I got Indianapolis winning this game. I'm surprised that they're a one-point underdog at Pittsburgh, who has struggled. I mean, two-win team, two-win, two wins on the season for Pittsburgh. Is that right? Or are they three? In any case, one of those wins is against Miami. So I mean, that doesn't even count. So I, I don't know how Pittsburgh is is getting. Pittsburgh's got three wins. Well, okay. They've won two in a row. Chargers and Dolphins back-to-back weeks. There you go. God, you I want to lure you into a conversation about the most anonymous starting quarterbacks in the league because I think these are hands down the two least recognizable, most anonymous starting quarterbacks no in the NFL. What about Kyle? Uh, Carolina. Oh, yes, I forgot that he's starting. Kyle, Kyle Allen. Yeah, thank you. Sure. We're not going to do that though. Um, they are anonymous by quarterback standards. These are very anonymous dudes playing quarterback at these in this game. Yes, honestly though. It's interesting because being anonymous is actually better than being just straight up recognized as being bad, right? Like <laughs> sure. Jacoby Brissett's better than Jameis Winston, but Jameis Winston's more famous because he's a way bigger flop. You know what I mean? I mean, like there's a lot of guys that are more uh, notorious hmm. than Jacoby Brissett, but it's not because they're actually better. They're just more famous because they did worse. Who you got based on expectation? I got Indy. I'm going to keep okay. picking Indy. I like Indy. Yeah, I think Indy. I think Indianapolis has a great offensive line. I think that. I do think Jacoby Brissett is way better, like you said, than people give him credit for. Uh, and I think that Marlon Mack, I mean, when guys break out randomly early, I think we say, okay, do it again. Yeah, did you? Were you just the product of a good offensive line and a good quarterback? And when are you going to get hurt? But now here Marlon Mack is, he's been productive for the last couple of years. I mean, I think he actually is really one of the best running backs in the league. He's right outside that top tier of elite guys, but he's he's up there, man. I mean, Marlon Mack is really good. And their offensive line is really good, and I think Brissett's better than people think. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is out for this game, though, but I do, I mean, I, I still think Indy is, is the... The pick here, for sure, Pittsburgh just has not been very good this year. The Colts year. have beaten the Titans and Falcons. Bleh. 
They've also beat the Chiefs and the Texans. By the way, the Chiefs with Pat Mahomes playing and the Texans in back-to-back weeks and come off a win over the Broncos last week. They and they won, three three, they won three in a row. Yeah. They have good players on both sides of the ball. I mean, I love their the inside linebacker, Darius Leonard. He's sweet, man. He's such a good player. He's one of the most productive guys in the league. Yeah, I mean, Justin Houston, Marcus Hunt, those guys are good on the D-line. I, I, I like Indy. I think Indy's one of the most underrated teams in the league right now. Tampa Bay at Seattle. We talked with Mike Dugar at the, about this. We had it at four and a half. It's now five. Five points uh, for Seattle as a home favorite. Man, this is the, such a hard spread because that's what the Seahawks do. They just win by like four, five, six. And also, I do think Tampa, mostly because of their quarterback, is a potentially really good game or a blowout game. Like, this could go really either way. Yeah, I mean, how are they ducking and chucking? I mean, if they're chucking and they're not getting the ball down the field, then they're terrible. But when they when Jameis is throwing bombs, I mean, it's like Mike Dugar said, those guys can both go off for 150 yards in the same game if they're on with their plays when they stretch in the field. So You mean 500 yards? Well, he said 500, but I'm talking about Chris Godwin and Mike Evans can oh, both, both go off for 150. Yes, 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 yes. Gotcha. Mike Evans is the biggest Feaster fan player in the whole league. I got him in fantasy. He's gone off for 40 or more twice and zero twice. Yeah, well, it was 40 last week when he played me, so thanks for nothing, Mike. <laughs> but, I mean, he really can't just, just moss you for 175 yards and two touches. I still think Seattle, though. Okay. I got Seattle as well. You were, we're both on that. Green Bay at the Los Angeles Chargers. If you weren't with us earlier this week, if you are not following along on Twitter, I have a uh, a poetry bet with Sean Rainey on this game. He's a Chargers fan. I, of course, am a Packers fan. This is not against the spread, he and I. It's just straight up winner, which makes me feel very good. Uh, the uh, and we the loser will have the winner write a poem about them, which the loser will then read on air about themselves. Okay, so that's the bet with Sean Rainey. Uh, a very Rainey-esque bet, I may say. We were going to have some fun with this. The Green Bay Packers, anyhow, are three-and-a-half-point road favorites, but it's not a road game. We know that, right? Whenever the Chargers play at home, it's just another home game for whoever they're playing against. The Green Bay Packers being a three-and-a-half-point favorite seems to me low. The Packers have been absolutely rolling. The Chargers have struggled. They've played some close games. They should have won two weeks ago. In fact, they even by rule, they should have won two weeks ago. They did not. They got the better of the Bears, who missed a field goal last week. They feel good, but they're not. They are not a good team right now, the Chargers, and I think that, that Green Bay is going to handle them on Sunday. I mean, I really do. Three-and-a-half points is not big enough to worry me at all. I got Green Bay. When you look at the NFL standings, the teams with the most impressive records, the New England Patriots, the Green Bay Packers, and the San Francisco 49ers, and the New Orleans Saints, the first three that I named are all really good, but they all have also played incredibly soft schedules. And I think those two things go hand in hand. I, it's not, The Packers are the team I believe in the most. Or the Packers and the Patriots, I believe in both of those teams, despite the, their relatively weak schedules. And the Packers have played a more fortified schedule the Packers started out with a tough schedule, and then they've been pretty light since then. Yeah, I mean, the win over the Chiefs was supposed to be a good win, but they... But Mahomes was out. They, you know, they play Matt Moore, and, you know, it's a really fun game, a really good game, but it's it's a win that you're supposed to get, although winning in Arrowhead almost no matter what is, is tough. It's nothing like the Patriots schedule, though. The Patriots schedule is just buy after buy after buy, and that is not to say that they're not good. They're really good, but, you know, I mean, it's just come on now. I wonder how rich Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal are right now. Because they always do their Pick the Lions podcast, and yeah. they I think they put a gigantic amount of money on the Patriots starting 8-0. Mm. And I, th- I think that they had pretty good odds on it. <laughs> so I bet you those guys now that the Patriots are 8-0 probably got some pretty good beer money in the pocket. I got Green Bay. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, your Minnesota Vikings at Kansas City. Do we know the status of Patrick Mahomes for this football game? I think it's a, a game-time decision for Pat Mahomes, whether he's going to be there. There was some talk that maybe he was there last week. Uh, but Minnesota, it, by the way, this is a pick 'em game as of right now. Uh, and uh, so Kansas City uh, at home in Arrowhead. And a game that they need because Kansas City, man, has, you know, obviously you lose your your MVP quarterback. It's going to hurt. But even before that, they had lost some games. They have now, they started off 4 0. They lost three of their last four. Uh, the only win was over the Broncos on that Thursday night stinker. So this is. You know, this is a game that Kansas City's a good team, but they, they're not great defensively. They're okay, but they're not great. Minnesota's clearly and they're banged up defensively. much better. I mean, much better defensively than is Kansas City. I think this is a really good game. I think Pickham is about right to me. Honestly, this all hinges on Patrick Mahomes. If he plays, I got Kansas City. If he doesn't play, I got Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City's defense is really banged up, too. Frank Clark, Chris Jones, and Kendall Fuller all might not go as well. Uh, and Minnesota's been able to run the ball with authority against everybody. Dalvin Cook leading the NFL in rushing yards right now. Uh, I think he's the only back in the league that's rushing for more than 100 yards per game. So, um, Mahomes definitely is the, the deciding factor. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm not picking this. I'm, I'm, I've made my pick. It's a game time decision for Mahomes. It's a game time decision for me. So if you're he picking plays, Mahomes. I'm picking Mahomes. I'm, see, I'm picking Minnesota even if Mahomes plays because okay. I think even if Mahomes plays, he's not going to have the mobility. You have to be careful with that injury. Yeah, that dislocated kneecap is one you can come back from soon, but it has a chance of happening again if you go too hard. Here's where it doesn't factor into his mobility: his rotator cuff on his throwing arm still fine, ripping. Now, how long is that going to last? Forever. I don't know, man. He's like Kai Tutel. No, he just rips. He's dude. like the dude. I mean, I don't know, man. I hope he doesn't blow out his arm. He's not gonna, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't no, know. no. He's it's it's freak show. Pat Mahomes, baby. All right, last one. The New England Patriots are at the Baltimore Ravens. This is your Sunday night game. This is the game of the week to me. I, I think it's a great matchup. Uh, Baltimore, a three-point underdog at home. I'm amazed that number's that low, quite frankly, given the way that New England has just done everybody that they've played, as we talked about. Uh, but, uh, well, you talk to me. I mean, look, there's really no reason not to pick New England in just about any and every scenario. The only thing that you can say is what we touched on before is that the New England um, schedule to this point has been soft. But they are not soft. They got the best defense in the NFL. I think both statistically, as a matter of fact, they have the best defense in the NFL. And I would also say just arguing the eye test and what they do and who their coaches, they do have the best defense in the NFL regardless of opponent. Uh, and on offense, they just do whatever they need to do every time. They scheme it up, and they go up there, and they make it happen. And 12 feeds the ball to Edelman and James White, and they got Sonny Michelle running the thing, and they're just in business. Baltimore, at their best, is a very good football team. And Lamar Jackson is a difference maker at, at, a, at a level rarely seen. So, and he won't be on Sunday. That's what I expect. I expect New England to run a defense they've never run before, that no one's ever seen before, that Lamar Jackson has never seen before. I expect Lamar Jackson to struggle mightily, and I expect New England to pound Baltimore. I think that I think that New England will put on film the best scheme we've seen yet in terms of trying to slow down Lamar Jackson, and then everybody for the rest of the year is going to try to copy it. All I'm saying is this. The best win, hands down, that the 
the Steelers have, or that the, the Patriots have, is the Steelers week one. Roethlisberger was there, and they pounded. Well, right, but they're killing people. Dude, it's the Dolphins, the Jets, uh, yeah, right. the Redskins, right. the Giants, right. the Jets again, right. the right. Browns. Right. I mean. Right, but you got to remember, dude, this is the NFL. The Falcons are 1-7, and seven, and they've lost one game by double digits. They were killing teams. They are beating teams by four touchdowns. The only reasonable team they played it was at the Bills, 16-10. Good ball game. Yeah, I know, but like, there's teams that are 13-14 and 14 win teams that go the whole season without blowing a team out by three touchdowns, and they've already done it, what, one, two, three, four, five, six times in the first eight games of the season. Yeah. You can only play who's on your schedule. I agree. I'm not trying to argue with you that the schedule has been bogus. They have played... All the worst teams in the league. But it doesn't matter, man. Like, you're beating teams by 40 points. That's incredible in the NFL. I'm just trying to play the devil's advocate. No, I know. I got New I know. England. I got New England, <laughs> I got too. New England plus three. I mean, there you go. When Sam Darnold's sitting here saying, I see ghosts, Lamar Jackson's going to see ghosts, too. Yeah. Well, he, he if he sees ghosts, the difference is he can run away from those ghosts. Whereas That's the whole thing, though. They're not going to let him run. They're going to have I, somebody I, ready for him. I, I guarantee it. I agree. Uh, there you go. That is our picks against the spread. It's brought to us by Katie O'Keefe's, and here's what we're going to do. Right now, give us a call. 329-1899. We got a $25 bar tab for you to Katie O'Keefe's. You go down there. Now, you, you take a friend with you, okay, because you got to use it in one stop. You can't bring it back in, all that. But... It's for free, people. $25 at KDO Keeps. Get into KDO Keeps. They're in the Stevens Shopping Center. Great spot. New expansion. If you haven't been in in a little while, go in there. What they've done with the place and the pool and the darts and everything. Beautiful spot. They don't have food, which means you can bring whatever you want. You can order pizzas in there. You can bring in sandwiches. Do whatever you want uh, from a food standpoint. And uh, go enjoy games. they got great. It's a great lounge. Great spot for you. And we got a $25 gift card. 329-1899. 329-1899. Call right now. It is your Breeders' Cup simulcast wagering mm. headquarters, and the Breeders' Cup itself at Santa Anita begins today. It's been rolling all day, but they've taken bets today and tomorrow. So if you want to have a fun day, go watch the Grizz game down yeah. there. Bet on a little horse racing. Maybe play a little. You know, maybe play a little bit board games. They got all sorts of board games. They got darts. They got pool. They got everything. You don't forget as well. Monday nights, Thursday nights, premium shots and premium beers. Combo of those two for six bucks. Not going to find a better deal anywhere. Go check out the new KO Keeps. Make sure you turn left. Grizz Portland State. Get you ready for the big game next. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed, I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. You text the word of the day to 200-8184, The word of the day today, aptly, November. November is the word of the day. Welcome to 
the month of November. No shave November for some. Not for me, probably. Although almost every month is sort of a no shave. It's like a once shave, whatever the month is. Remember when I actually shaved my beard this summer? Yeah, that was fun. It's horrific. That was fun. You look like Wreck-It Ralph. I... I Okay. Uh, boys and girls, um, let's talk a little bit about the Grizzly Portland State football game, and then we like to end the week on a high note with our two minute mashup. David been hard, hard at it in the uh, editing suite today, getting this thing ready to go. So I look forward to hearing it. But Coulter, uh, Montana at Portland State. You know, the one thing that's odd to me about this football game is that, look, Bruce Barnum, who was on the show, he is impossible, impossible not to, not like, Love. It's impossible not to love Bruce Barnum, period. Now, you could be, you know, maybe put off by him in some respects or whatever, but you, like anyone that can make you howl with laughter, it doesn't matter how it happens, it's just, it's love. And Bobby Houck is the guy who just looks for whatever axe he can find to grind against absolutely anybody he's going to go up against, right? I mean, any coach, players, coaches, assistants, anything, he is finding anything he can find to just go to work both for his team and it seems to me for himself to a certain extent. For this game, the loss last year will be sufficient to me for the University of Montana to have, you know, that out there in front of him. But he just, you know, there's some guys where you go, Bobby Houck's going to try and score 100 points on this guy. He is going to try and 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 run them into the ground. And the... The, the the need and the desire to win for the University of Montana for Bobby Houck and particularly coming out of the loss last year and what that meant for their season and the way it went from that point forward are all big time. But there isn't the the giant hammer, it feels like to me, waiting to just, you know, try and embarrass or whatever that sometimes you feel like is there in certain matchups between certain guys. Because he, he, and, he and Bruce Barnum are friends. They are friends. Yeah, but Coach Huck wants to <laughs> Coach Huck wants to get after you no matter what. So that he can then go back into the text message and say, Hey big boy, what you got now? That kind of thing. He just wants to keep giving it to you even when you're buddies or whatever. And I also think that Man, like how do you say this? I don't know, I've put you in a tough spot, haven't I? No. I think Bobby Huck thinks there's a right way to play football. I think he he thinks that his way is the right way to play football, and I think he thinks that for lack of a better adjective, gimmicks are stupid. Mm. And I think he thinks that the unique defense we will never see again. You know, he said, I'm going to have to go watch film from Arizona in 1993 to right, get a look right. at the flex defense. I think that's code word for this is a gimmick defense. I cannot wait to rush for 400 yards against it. Right. I just don't think, though, I don't know if Montana has the dudes to do that. Yeah, I, here's the deal, man. Like, Montana is better at running the ball. Their offensive line's better. Marcus Knight is better. They've run the ball a lot better. But Portland State's gonna do everything they can to have Cam Humphrey's head just spinning like a top. And we are, I mean, so at that, this and, point, and, and, we're and, anticipating that it will be Cam Humphrey. Is that? I mean, it's gonna be Cam Humphrey. It's, it's game gonna be, time I mean, supposedly, but I, I, I'd say it's ninety five percent accurately okay. that it's gonna be Cam Humphrey. Okay. Adult C was not at practice on Wednesday. Okay, so I'll tell you that. And Cam Humphrey took all the number one reps. So. Not to blow anybody's secrets, but I expect it to be Cam Humphrey. Bobby Houck did say that Dalton Steed, if he was to practice, it would be Thursday or Friday. So he might have practiced yesterday or today. I, I expect it to be Cam Humphrey. And I think that Portland State will do everything in their power to confuse him. And then here's the thing. If, if Cam Humphrey can't get a little bit hot, 
it's a symbiotic relationship, right? This is, this is how it is at all across all football, but especially against the flex, you're going to have to run the ball to exploit it, but you're also going to have to throw the ball to set up the run. If you can do that, you can gash it. But if you can't, all of a sudden the momentum starts building, and then you just look you look in a state of disarray like the Grizz did last year. What do you think Montana is going to look like in this game? I mean, we've talked. We've talked. We've presuming Cam Humphrey's the guy. We've talked so much about Montana's offense and Cam Humphrey versus Portland State's defense, the flex defense. We haven't really talked about the personnel though. Portland State's stacked up front. They have one of the best D lines in the conference. Kentland Bartlett's an all big sky guy. Smese Kose, I mean, he whipped Montana last year. I thought he was the dude to watch on defense. That said, their main flex guy got, got hurt. They're playing with a true freshman at that flex position, but he's had a couple huge games. He had a three-tackle-for-loss game and a two-tackle-for-loss game. But to me, on the other side of the ball, that's really intriguing, too, because Bruce Barnum is going to scheme it up, and he's a great offensive play caller. And they're going to run all sorts of crazy stuff. They run all sorts of pre-snap motions. They're going to run all sorts of jet sweep stuff and probably even a trick play or two. Sergio Hoffman's a real-deal running back. Davis, Davis Alexander might be the most underrated quarterback in the league. So Montana's going to have to play some defense, too. I expect this to be a slugfest. I think it's going to come down to which team perseveres in terms of toughness in the fourth quarter. And So you think which this team's going to be closer right? than maybe a lot of people think? What was the spread? Eight and a half. I think that's about right. Okay. I think the Grizz will figure out a way to pull, uh, uh, pull it out late, but I think it'll be a back-and-forth game. Okay. Uh, this game... On ABC Fox Television, uh, our friends over there at SWX doing this one. Kickoff 3 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, so you can watch the Bobcat game at noon on route, and then uh, the Grizz game at 3 o'clock on ABC Fox and SWX uh, across the state. Boys and girls, every Friday we have a good time with this. David's been working hard. The day after his birthday, he comes in here and just burns it up for it for us. The 2 tell new one is the week that was. It's our two-minute mashup. Orange the Popeye's chicken cone. I'm an idiot. Hello, Montana. Montana bounces back to a 34-17 win. That was a good win for our team. Beat him with our backup quarterback. For the first time since Bobby Houck's been back, it was domination of the line of scrimmage. That's good hard-nosed football. One of those sacks was from Bobby Houck. Bobby, you know, I got all the sacks. This was a bad loss for, for Montana State. You're going to run a swinging gate with a third-string guy. You make it a field goal game at that point if you convert the two-point play. Trey Anderson is... Hands down, the best option. When he's in control, that's when he's at his best. I don't know what makes him tick. The kid couldn't have tried to will them to victory more. This is a really bad loss. This is a, a telling soundbite without Trey Anderson actually saying much of anything. It sucks. We didn't play good enough to win, and, and now we're going over the loss. One of the scouts started off by saying, I can't believe they're playing this kid on defense. Isn't the point of football to score touchdowns? I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm a genius offensive mind. Are you remote starting your car now? I mean, at the end of the day, hey, here's the deal. I'm the head football coach. When, when things don't go well, well, that's on me as the head football coach. There's a lot of really good talkers in the Big Sky Conference right now. Bobby Houck isn't going to say what he's saying with actual words. We know they went to Arkansas of the SEC, for those that are uninformed. Jeff Choate is going to tell you everything that's on his mind just about every time. The words are meaningless. Jay Hill never minces words. Ooh, juicy. Uh, one of our best buds from around the world, it is Bruce Bartum, the head coach of the Portland State Vikings football team. Bobby Howe questioning my word. I might have to punch him in the neck. You know, Humphrey was more of a general. And he's saluting the flag. Then you send in Dalton Sneed. He's a Marvel comic Spider-Man. you got to have Sneed 
eventually. If I complained about stuff around here, I'd go crazy. They ride a bus to Cal Poly, for God's sakes. I give them peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and I say, hey, look at this. All you want, nutrition bar. Our now California correspondent for two Telenuanas, the quarterback of the Sacramento State Hornets, Kevin Thompson. Definitely huge to uh, play all of the top teams in your conference. It's been most fun I've had playing football in, in quite some time. We don't care who we have on the schedule. We, we feel like we can compete. Hold on to your hats for that. Are we over? Do we go skiing yet? How do you turn the corner where wearing hats are acceptable at all times? I'm so great looking. It doesn't matter what I'm doing with what I'm wearing or not. It's going to work. Three times 13 is 39, but sorry. That's these guys. Let's go. I like that's one of my favorites right there. I mean, you got Barnum, you got me talking great things about myself. I mean, how, how does it get better than that, Coulter? Bruce Barnum for president. Excellent work, David. Uh, as always, very, very impressive. Love it. Oh, man, come on. It gets better than that two-minute matchup to finish out the week. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 